This podcast is part of the Other Side Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Maker's Corner episode 7. We are still alive. My name is Yannick. I'm the French guy from Switzerland and joining me tonight is my friend and co-host Nate. Hello Nate, how are you? Fantastic. Yeah, I'd say it's starting to get warm here, but that's not true right now. It, it got cold again, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, uh, um, I think we owe an apology to our uh, listeners. We haven't been publishing a well. I haven't been publishing episodes for uh, for a while now. Uh, we had planned to record last week, and then that didn't happen. So we are recording yet again uh, a little bit late. Um, I blame that on on the um, uh, on the uh, confinement. I've it really messed up with my organization and, and keeping track of time and, and all that. Uh, hopefully this is uh, soon going to be over and we are going to go back on our regular uh, schedule of uh, one episode every two weeks. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's good to be back uh, on Maker's Corner talking uh, tech. Not that we haven't talked about uh, stuff, uh, you, and, you and I, uh, uh, all on, the time. on Telegram. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> But yeah, recording recording something uh, to get back in the uh, you know in the in the groove. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So on tonight's episode, I'm going to briefly talk about two. Uh, they call that firmware, but really, I think it's just uh, pre pre compiled binaries for ESP eighty two sixty six. It's you know it's some kind of. Uh, Flash and forget, I would say. So you flash that, and uh, you don't have anything else to do uh, on, on your microcontroller. Which is uh, nice. So we're, I'm going to, yeah, which is nice, absolutely. I'm, I'm going good, to talk I'm, about ESPZ. I'm really good at forgetting things. I do it all the time, and so, <laughs> yeah. so for me, that really fits my workflow. If I can flash and forget you it, and, and then it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to talk about ESPZ, which is uh, a firmware that uh, can. Uh, can can speak uh, a lot of sensors, uh, so you just flash that and then uh, connect your sensors, and it can also send data to to a lot of uh, of backends. I'm also going to talk about um, WLED, WLED, uh, which is a, a firmware to drive uh, LED strips. Uh, lots of in, uh, interesting options on this one. Uh, what do you plan uh, on, t- on talking about, uh, Nate? Well, I've talked before about my holiday light uh, display on my house. I'd say Christmas lights, but that's only one season, one holiday of the uh, 12-ish, maybe per year. So I call them holiday lights, not for being politically correct, but because it's more than just one holiday. So my, my Christmas light plus, plus plus, I guess you could say, like, you know, C++. But anyway, uh, so what I, what I had happen, uh, this is about a month ago, but about the last time we talked, the the power line going into the the wires going into my uh the 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 cape that sits on top of my beagle bone it burned up it looked like it had a really bad day um in fact it probably had several bad days and i just didn't know it (laughs) so what what had happened was uh, a friend of mine who's a a really good friend of mine who's one of the smartest people i've ever known 
Uh, he he's a controls engineer. I I think that's just only, I don't know if that's his only title. I know that's what he does, and he also build, he builds machines and he he does the wiring, and so all, everything that he does has to be approved and you know it's got to meet very rigorous testing, you know ISO testing or whatever to be able to you know, for for automated manufacturing machines. So he knows his stuff, and he loves BeagleBone, and he likes Arch, but I don't hold that against him. So <laughs> I um <clears throat> he he runs Arch on his BeagleBones. That's primarily what he does. And uh, he, so he's always got a Beagle Bone project, and, and that's kind of his thing. He, he you know, everyone else is into Raspberry Pis. He doesn't get it. He likes Beagle Bone, so he's got his thing. It's I what know. he likes, you know. It's it's what, it's what he likes, and I I love him for it because the, the light display that I'm using uses Beagle Bone. That's what it primarily uses, so it fits really well. So I brought my my burned up system over to his house and put it on his on his uh, kitchen table. And uh, so we're looking at it, and he goes, "Oh, well, I know what you did wrong here." And he, he starts says, "So because I." I tin the ends because my, I figured, you know, it would prevent corrosion and everything else. He said, so when you tin the ends, this got hot and the, and very slowly the, the, um, the shape of the, of the wires basically started to walk a little bit. And when they walked, it made a little gap. And then I had my very own spark plug inside of my board. And oh boy, that's what happened. He says, he goes, that's why he says we don't, we don't tin things, which is very contrary to what I've been doing. And I'm yeah. like, hmm okay uh, he says you don't you don't tin it he says you got to put a feral end on it so he let me borrow his equipment and i was able to use this uh put these feral ends which by the way took me a little bit to really understand what i was doing I'm, it's it's easy enough for an idiot to do so i must be sub idiot honestly because it <laughs> took me a bit really to figure out how to use it properly so that my first couple of ferals looked terrible but then when i realized how to properly use the crimper i probably could have looked it up but you know it, yeah why right try it in the row right exactly trial and error and error and uh, so I got, I got the, when I finally got used to what I was doing, or doing it right, you know, I, I'd crimp the, the feral ends on there on, on, and then I just stick it in a terminal and screw it down. So it's all, it's all been, all the ends have been feraled. And so there should be no more, no chance of walking and anything else. And also it, it prevents it from corroding as well. It's a really thin metal. So when you clamp, clamp down, it just kind of grabs onto, you know, uh, the hole very tightly onto, onto the stranded wire. That's done. It's I I wired it all back together. I installed it, put up on the on the wall, and I was expecting something else to go wrong, <laughs> but it didn't. And so I'm I'm very happy. Everything's running like it should. I've checked on it a few times. Nothing looks like it's smoking. There's no magic blue smoke being let out anything or of anything. Nice. So no, I did end up buying a new cape for my beagle bone because I not not that I didn't I couldn't fix the one that I had, but I have a need for another one because of, you know, other projects and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I'd like to, I'm going to light up my garage and a separate system. And there's a way you can um, chain these things together. You have like a master and a, and a um, slave controller or whatever. And so okay. the other one will do what it, the other one asks it to do, whatever. So I can program one and it'll take care of the other. They'll, they'll send the signals over. So I want to send that as a totally separate system in, in the garage. So the plan is I'm going to light up my garage and do similar things using the... Uh, the X lights system, you know, the cup lights without the, whatever the whole, the whole, um, Falcon pie player or FPP Falcon player to, uh, to run that as well. And, you know, it's, it's just, I, it's, um, kind of like what I, what I'm just going to do anyway with it. So it, it works out. So it's kind of, it was a wash in the end and the, the board itself costs $51. So it's really not that expensive to begin with. So it's, you know, so it works out. I just have to get another beagle bone and I'll get that eventually. In fact, my buddy says, well, I got extra beagle bones. You want one? I'm like, that's all right. Uh, well, uh, let me, hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll come. 
I'll get I'll recircle on this, you know, after I get the updates to my garage done, then we'll we'll come back to it. So anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm really happy. Uh I've with everything that is right now, I'm going to be doing some changes to it fairly soon. <clears throat> now that I have some time off and so forth. So I'm going to uh I'm gonna take some some lights down and I'm putting some new lights up. Some more uh long term lights essentially. And um I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. It's it's a fun system to play with and uh Oh, also, he gave me some other advice on how to wire like two uh, power supplies, like how I need to do that with like, commonizing the grounds and everything else. So, but before I turn anything on, I'm going to have him come over and say, "Hey, <laughs> we make sure I didn't, you know, mess something up yeah. here because I don't want to do that. I don't want. I don't want to spend yeah. extra dollars on power supplies and boards and and reprogramming things if I don't have to because you know, yeah, because I'm lazy. So, uh, how much? Current was uh, going through this uh, burned connector of yours. Well, the the power supply is only uh, th- 360 watts maximum, and so it wasn't. I mean, it's, it's a 12. It was 12 volts going into it. So at most, it had been 30 amps, but it's not. It wasn't even. Pull, it wasn't pulling that much. And uh, he, I, I asked if like there should I should be wiring things a little bit differently. It was actually it was the uh, the, the the ground or a common whatever. The uh that that's one that's the side that burned up for whatever reason. And I was asking if I should wire these things differently to you know, distribute power differently. And he says, No, this is the traces can handle it. He did he showed me some sort of calculation thing of how much can actually go through it. And he said I was within I was within my margins. Okay. That, and none of the and none of the fuses blew on it. They're all ten amp fuses, so um I think it's ten amp. I could check. Yeah, so you you have no idea why it suddenly well not suddenly, but why it ended up uh, it, he said being just like, so hot that the uh, the solder just got warm melt. and just started to walk a little bit so over time if it walks and changes shape he says that's just what happens he says don't tin the ends barrel yeah well I guess you know you can tin the ends of, of wires when you're dealing with uh, with Smaller. 12 volts at some, some kind of uh, uh, I don't know one amp or right. less than one amp or yeah. something like that yeah and okay. I may I may have done a, a, a terrible job of tinning it too because I wouldn't call myself a great solderer. Is that if that's mm-hmm. a? It's a what now? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, but, um, I so I, I I may have not soldered it well, and and there might have been like a little, you know, I might have done something wrong there too. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do forensics on something that's been burned. Mm-hmm. But um, but it just. And how did you find out that it was uh, that it was like that? It stopped working. It stopped working. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, okay. That's that. <laughs> it was off. Yeah, that's that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. one, one, at one right. point it's on and then it's off and then like, oh, what's going on here? So yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah. Okay. So then you followed the uh, follow the follow the wire. Yeah. <laughs> Open it up and I I, had to, I just had a smell. And I'm like whoa. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> it, it yeah. Let me ride to it. So I'll make sure to give you some pictures for that so you can post the uh, post my big mistake. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yes, I'll take so uh, some nice close up of the of the component as well. So yeah, we and the the repairs too. Yep. Nice. I will do that. So other other people can uh, laugh can and learn point. from that. Oh yes, mm-hmm. learn, learn. That's right. Not laugh and point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we we never laugh and point to uh, someone making mistake. I mean, I just had the, a phone call with my daughter's teacher, um, and one of the of the points she said that my daughter is uh sometimes she's afraid of trying things because she's afraid of uh you know uh making mistakes 
And she said that uh, it's better to make mistakes than to uh, not make anything. I totally so, agree. Yeah, me too. So a wise so it's, man it's, once it's, said that your your successes are built on your mountains of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> because if you don't try anything, you ne- yeah, of course you never make mistakes, but you ne- also never make anything. Right. To include a mess. Right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the, 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 to, to stay in the, um, light, uh, subject, um, I've been playing lately with, uh, a firmware for uh, the ESP8266, which is WLED. So, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, uh, to the GitHub repository where you can find that. Um, this thing is, is, is amazing. Um. You flash that on your ESP8266, so what, whichever model you have. I had a, a Node MCU and a Wemos D1 Mini. It worked on both. Uh, and when you flash that for the first time, of course, it doesn't know your, your Wi-Fi. It can't connect to your network. So what it does is, if it can't connect to the Wi-Fi, it then turns into an access point. So you get your phone or your laptop or whatever uh, device you have. You connect that to your ESP8266 device, the uh, the access points of, of your device. Then you're greeted with a, a, a welcome screen, and you can you can play with the uh, with the device like that. I mean, you you don't have to put it on your Wi-Fi. So if you if you're worried about security, you just leave it like that. Well. You actually put a password, a new password on your on, on this uh, access point, but it's not connect. It can work like that, uh, or you can give it your um, uh, SSID and password for your Wi-Fi, and then it reboots and it connects to your uh, network, and you can access it uh, like that. Uh, you still have to find a way to get the IP address of uh, of this device, but uh, you can uh, get that on your router, or you can. Uh, uh, scan your network and find the uh, the new IP, the new device, and then it has um, uh, interesting uh, options on uh, on the web interface uh, to to drive this thing. You can uh, choose some patterns. You can uh, choose the colors. So, you, for example, you can uh, have a, a rainbow pattern, classic rainbow pattern, chase. Uh, there's there's a lot of patterns already uh, defined. Uh, in, in the um, by default, and then you can change the colors. You can change the timings of the uh, of those effects. Um, I think I haven't used that, but I think you can um, define uh, sequences. So you can say, okay, so that's going to be a, a chase from uh, you know red to blue for uh, x x amount of seconds, and then go to uh, um, another uh, another effect. Uh, and the thing that uh, I found interesting in this, uh, I what I don't remember if it's if it's if it is only on the last version or if it's also on the previous uh, ones. But there's a thing that they call segments. So segments, you say, for example, uh, my first segment starts at uh, LED three uh, through uh, LED I don't know fifteen, and then the second segment is seventeen to twenty seven. Uh, something like that, um, and it's it's useful because my last project to avoid uh, cutting and soldering lots of wires uh, on on those LED strips, I just um, 
uh, waste uh, wasted one LED to um, how can I explain that? Um, I, I built a lamp, so I had uh, six or eight uh, rows, and to go from one row to the other, I could have you know just cut the uh, the strip, put the, the the rest of the strip on the uh, the upper row, and and solder everything. But I, I I thought it was too much work. I just you know um, put the um, the strip inside the lamp so you don't see it, and lo- lo- just waste one LED and go to the next uh, next stage. So it was really useful to have those segments because then when you have defined the the segments, the effects they just go from one segment to the other, so they they just ignore the um, the uh, wasted LEDs, and it was really really really, really useful. And uh, I, I like this um, this uh, firmware very much. Um, it's it's my kind of of stuff. You know, you just put that on the on the device, and that's it. You don't have anything to do. Uh, the, the the web interface is already there. The effects are programmed already, so it's really nice. The only thing that um, is is uh, not possible, or at least I didn't see how uh, it could be possible, uh, unless of course recompiling everything. Is to include your own effects, but there are tons of effects uh, by default. So uh, it's really nice. Uh, I mean, at least for prototyping. Um, but I, 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 I can say I can uh, vouch for the, the library. You can use that uh, for a final project. Um, uh, well, one thing I didn't mention: it can drive. Uh, different um, LED strips. So the I see, uh, the, I see that like NeoPixel, yeah. the WS twenty eight twelve B twenty eight eleven. Yeah, I think the twenty. I think the yeah. twenty eleven. I think that's what I have. But it also says supports for RGBW strips as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It supports lots of uh, of uh, of strips, and uh, it's really 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 cool. I like it a lot. Um, I. Think there is a version for ESP32. I don't remember exactly. I'm gonna have to check that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's really really nice. I have an ESP. I liked 8266 MOD. Is that different? Okay. Is that is that different, or is that just like a like a sub? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find we'll, out. And I. I'm gonna down, I'm going to download this and I will uh, see how it see what flashes on this little guy right here. Yeah. So this, and, uh, uh, well, this will be a project I can re- report back. <laughs> yeah. We'll report back next next time we talk. So in two weeks, yeah. a fortnight or whatever, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes because I think that'll, that'll be neat to see if uh, if I if I could do that because remember I, I talked about an LED strip that I the controller blew out in and I had no idea if you know um, I don't know if it works actually. So I'd like to then. This is what I wanted to use for that. So this might be the mm-hmm. this might be the um, the final link in this chain to get this thing going. So because yep. it has all the features, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I see that it has uh, like M MQTT, so that means I should be able to then link it in with my, with the Home Assistant. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet uh, with this uh, with this one, uh, but. Um... Uh, it's uh, definitely something that uh, that is uh, useful. It also can work as a uh, master slave, so you can have one of those drive uh, another one. Ooh! So you can have all your sequence on on one uh, device, and then it sends uh, 
whatever needs to be sent to the uh, the next one. Yeah, mm. For example, if you if you want to uh, put a very long strip and you, you it it's um, probably a, a better way to cut the strip in two parts and then have two controllers. Uh, so you can have like linked effects and then change that. And yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's really great. I've used that in in the project. Um, I of course. You only used what I needed to, uh, so I didn't didn't try this master slave thing uh, or the MQTT things. But um, you have but a, I, I did use this. Do you have a separate power supply, like a little like a little power supply that you put in in line, uh, with it? or how does it? I have yeah, I have a two amps. I think two amp power supply, and I use the power supply to power the strip, and then I also. Uh, power the um, ASP8266 from that uh, power supply, but I don't power the LED strip through the um, the, uh, the the device. It's the uh, the power supply that powers the the thing directly. Okay. So yeah, uh, I was very very pleased when I uh, discovered this uh, this firmware, but not as pleased as I was when I talked to you about ESP Easy. Yes, that's so, also exciting, yeah. and I think that yeah. when you when you told me about it, I said we have to talk about this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so ESPZ is another firmware for the ESP eighty two sixty six, which is a, an awesome device, by the way, um, and and really uh, really cheap. So uh, you can you can find many boards with the ESP eighty two sixty six. So ESPEZ uh, is a firmware to um, use sensors. So basically, you f- you flash that, and it works about the same the same way as uh, WLED. So it has a a, a, a a it turns into an access point that you can connect to uh, to it with your phone or computer and give it the um, uh, SSID and password of your network, and then it reboots, uh, and you can access. Uh, the web interface from from your network, and what it does then it's um, it it knows how to read uh, a lot of sensors, so from from basic things like uh, 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 push button to things like uh, temperature uh, sensors, uh, uh, motion motion sensor, sensors, uh, distance sensors, all kinds of. All kinds of sensors uh, are uh, available, and then I think I, I don't remember if you can choose the pin uh, where where you want to have the um, the sensor. But uh, uh, anyway, there's there's the, this, and then it can also send the um, the commands to an MQTT server back to Home Assistant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I tried with. So what I did try, I. Um, I had a regular push button that I connected to one of the pins, and I I configured this uh, device so that when it detected a push on the button, uh, it would uh, then send a command to Home Assistant's uh, integrated MQTT server with the the correct properties, and that uh, the the the, MQ, the Home Assistant would then turn a light on and off. And what is great. With Home Assistant, that um, no, it was not Home Assistant I used. It was the other one, Domotics. I used Domotics this time. What's What's great with Domotics is that uh, 
every sensor and every light in your home as a an ID. And I had two two lights in uh, in my test. They both had a different ID. I only had to change one parameter on ESPEZ and say, okay, uh, when I press this button, then send the uh, payload to Domotics with ID one, and then it would turn on and off the light in my office. And then I change the the, the ID. I say no, now use um, ID two, and it turn on and off the light in my living room. So it's really, as the name says, it's really easy to connect things and send data to your um, your uh, smart hub or home assistant or domotics or which, which it's MQTT standard. So it's really uh, it's really open and it's really really easy. Nothing to program, nothing to 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 do. Uh, really, um, I, I I'm gonna have to try with. Um, a few more sensors, but uh, the the two or three sensors I tested, they they just work. So you select the what kind of sensor, what pin it's on, and that's it. That's all you have to do. No more uh, fancy code writing. <coughs> no more uh, missing drivers. No more mismatch libraries. Uh, I I really like that. Um, the downside, if you will, uh, if you want, is that. It's harder to use multiple sensors because I think the, the library expects the sensor to be on certain pins on the on, on the uh, ESP8266. So you probably can't, you know, have a a motion sensor and a temperature sensor and a, and a, another kind of thing, maybe push button and a slider or whatever on the same device. But the, really, the uh, Wemos D1 Mini, it I think it's two or three dollars uh, for for one device, so it's really uh, it, it's a dedicated microcontroller for one sensor, and uh, so that you put that in a box and that makes a smart sensor. Uh, that's that's the not even the price you would pay for uh, one smart sensor in the in in, in a uh, you know in a, in a shop. So really great library. Um, I need to play more with it, but I've already tested uh, successfully. Um, oh, by the way, when you use a push button, you can tell the the, the ESPZ that you want to detect uh, uh, rising edges or low, uh, uh, falling edges, or if you want a momentary push button, or if you want uh, um, how do you call that um, when you change the state when you when you push on the button. Uh, uh, the permanent uh, I don't I don't know the, the name but so you, you you press once and it it goes from uh, on to off and you press you press again and it goes from off to on or just you know uh, you press it goes on and you you release it goes off uh, so once again you don't have to do anything you just uh, check a box on the interface and uh, it it just works and uh, and I like that that's really awesome I like that a lot too. Yes. That, yeah. <clears throat> now they, that doesn't answer that doesn't fix my my uh, soldering difficulties or my nope. packaging problems, but that does take care of a large piece of the problems I do have. <laughs> yes, that's what's great with those libraries. That it's uh, it, it's as I said, flash and forget. You just flash that, flash that, connect your sensors in in the case of VSPEZ or your LEDs in case of uh, WLED. And uh, that's it. No, no coding, nothing. 
And because one of my problems uh, when I use sensors or when I use LEDs is that um, I have to figure out which pin I'm going to use and then I get to remember uh, how to read the sensor, or how to initialize the thing and so on. And it's really, when you want to do a project, a, a, a one day build or, uh, or something like that, and you have to spend two or three hour, hours remembering how to wire and and read the data from your sensor without, you know, you didn't even start your project that you, you've already uh, lost half a day. So right. with with this thing, you, the only thing you have to worry about is which 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 one of those boards I'm going to use. That's right. that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was very very pleased when I found those libraries, and uh, I will uh, play with that and uh, report back again uh, in one of our future episodes. I look forward to it, and I have an ESP. 8266 8226 8266 8266 that's what I'm, 8266 I have an ESP8266 <laughs> yay and I need I, I would like to I'm going to start with the uh, the WLED since I have a project for this then already and yeah. uh, hopefully I will actually have it wired up correctly and not you know uh, let the yeah. smoke out and then that because that, that's a great that's a great way to to kick this thing off so that's exciting yes absolutely yep well, um, that's all. That's all I had uh, for tonight. Do you have uh, things to add, Nate? I do not. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick off our our woodworking segment another time. So yes. I, I will bite my tongue on on that project. And <laughs> since I have I have finished it and it's being in, in use right now, and I'm really excited about it. So we'll uh, kick that one off. Uh, we'll push that one forward. And and but but that's all I have right now. So stay tuned. Uh, pretty soon, uh, woodworking for the uh, for the beginners by Nate <laughs> on Baker's Corner. <laughs> so, sub beginners, sub beginners. Whatever, whatever that would be. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> that's that's me. Yeah. That's me. All I have right now is just you know the will to do something. I, I don't have any tools. I don't have any techniques. I I'm not sure I have any space to put any tools. But I I like to start and uh, and do things. I already talked about. Uh, a project that I have, uh, yeah, yeah. So for the benefit of the tape, Nate is holding <laughs> a <laughs> just a, a it's a good quality drill that I, that is probably the best drill I've ever used. So, yeah. but but any drill is good as long as it you know works. But I'm a big fan of the cordless. Yeah. So you have two weeks to talk to the manufacturer of this drill to sponsor us for our next episode. Okay, I'll I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so that brings us to the end of this week's episode, well, this fortnight's uh, episode. Thank you for downloading our previous episodes, uh, dear listeners. We really appreciate that you take a little bit of your precious time to listen to us rumbling about uh, our errors and and success too. You can get in contact with us by sending an email at feedback at makerscorner.tech or by following us on Twitter at makerscornerpod or by joining our Telegram group at t.me slash makerscornerpod. Unless otherwise stated, this podcast is released under a Creative Commons by attribution share like license, and you will find all the, detail, the details about the license on our website, makerscorner.tech. And of course, this podcast is part of the Other Side Podcast Network. 
You can find out more about our shows at otherside.network. Well, it was good to be back behind the mic for Maker's Corner. Uh, thank Indeed. you, Nate, for joining me. It's always fun. It's, like, it's yeah. fun, to sh- fun to share that whatever whatever things we're, we're doing, because nobody else in my life listens. So at least I have you, Yannick. Yeah, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun because it's it, you know it changes from from the 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 working day or doing uh, our usual stuff and it's it, yeah it's I don't have a, a lot of people I can talk to uh, talk to about those those things so it, yeah it's really nice to to uh, be to have this but it's kind of therapeutic I would say yes <laughs> it's good for the soul yes it's like, it's like medicine absolutely. for the soul <laughs> absolutely. Well, we will be back hopefully in two weeks. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Ciao, ciao. See you.